I read something in the media that was kind of laughing at people who use perfume or get dressed up when they're not going anywhere and working from home during recent events. Is it strange? What do you think? Is it strange? Strange is a relative word, so when we ask whether something's strange, it may be in some places, it may not be in other places, and even if it is strange, it may still be a damn good idea and something to be actively encouraged. So it's not always that simple. So from my perspective, I'll start with a, a no. I, I don't think that's strange. Um, in fact, there's some good, uh, good behavioral science behind it. Uh, as with anything, it depends on the context and how you're doing it and why you're doing it. But there is a little bit of, of an issue, I suppose, whereby a lot of people are having to suddenly transition to working from home or being from home a lot more or maybe entirely at home if they're, if they're not getting to go out, depending on the nature of their job. And we're not used to that because we a lot of the time don't have training in that. Our, our training was maybe in a workplace and, or we studied maybe there in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a school or university. And we're just not used to suddenly being at home but having the same expectations, maybe attending meetings, etc. So people are trying to find their way with this. Now, from a behavioral conditioning point of view, environment really matters. There's a lot of cues around us that uh, lead to us uh, just kind of reflexively going into certain modes. So, so for a practical example, you tend to feel differently and speak differently when you're in a library versus in a shopping mall. So, you know, you just, it's, it's not a conscious decision. It's just the feeling of those spaces, you, you just adapt. You speak at a different volume, you might move differently, become probably a bit slower and a bit more meditative in the library. And it's not that even either of these are better or worse, that they're just different. So sometimes when we're at home, we're so used to being away at work or study or wherever else, that home maybe for us is the place that we crash. We just kind of <laughs> slump, collapse on the couch and we're in that mode. Maybe we're used to being up getting household tasks done as well, but that, that's a different mode. So for some people, when they're at home and then they're doing the meeting, the temptation is to be there in their underwear at the board meeting. And it's maybe audio only, so it doesn't really matter. Or, of course, the other variation of this is that it is uh, video, but you know you can only see the top part, so it doesn't really matter. Now, there's any number of uh, related videos on YouTube that you can click on showing what happens when that goes wrong and the camera angle isn't exactly what they expect it to be. So, you know, the question is, is that okay? Or is the opposite okay? Should we be going the other, other direction and, you know, putting on the, the perfume or the aftershave and getting dressed up, etc.? So the behavioral conditioning shows that there actually is some real value to getting into that mode, even if you couldn't be seen, not only on a video call, not only on an audio call, but even on no call, actually getting up in the morning and putting on whatever your work clothes are, getting ready, sitting, depending on your work, but sitting if you're doing office-based work, sitting straight at a chair, uh, facing a desk in front of you, being in that posture and being in that mode, where possible as well, also having a space where you do your work, which is a separate space from where you do your other stuff. Because again, that conditions from a behavioral perspective, that to be the place you do that. And the consequence of that is then when you sit at that desk and you wear those clothes, you just kind of get switched on and you find yourself in that mode so it's quicker to get in and out of it. 
Now, it doesn't mean you can't enjoy the luxuries of home, but what it's good to do then is get up from that seat and go and relax or go and have a stretch or go out in the garden or go to the kitchen or do whatever you need to do. So the hope would be is that you can have some of the benefits of being at home, um, but also some of the advantages of being at work without needing to be at work. Now, there are any number of other challenges, which feel free, if you want me to cover them, send them in as other topics about some of the pros and cons of working from home. So do put them in the comments or send them in. Uh, it's it's a, a topic that we could probably put 100 sessions of, of focus in and never run out of good content. Uh, but from that behavioral conditioning point of view, it's a bit like uh, a member of the, the police force, again, when they put their uniform on. You know, there's something to that. They feel a certain way. And of course, other people perceive them a certain way. So you derive some benefit from that, even if you're not stepping out the front door. Now, you can probably relax a little bit with it, as in you don't have to have everything absolutely perfect, but at least getting dressed, sitting up straight, having that place. And it doesn't need to be, you know, that on the other wing of your mansion, you have your studio where you do your work. Doesn't need to be that at all. If you're living in one room, it could be one corner of it, or at least one place that you sit in a particular way and you, you just set your things out in front of you. And this is very important as well for artists who are practicing as well to just have that environment and that space. The idea is that you don't want to need to be a hero to get the job done. In other words, you require so much motivation because you've got to climb over the thing and then unpack the other thing and then set up the thing and then spend 20 minutes looking for the other thing and then click it into the first thing. And the level of motivation, you know, before you even begin, you're like, oh God, I'm just not bothered. So what we want instead is that as much as possible, it's just sort of good to go. So there isn't too much friction there. and You can easily engage in it then. That's, I think, a better way to go. Patricia says, yes, I think you have to keep to a certain routine in these strange times. Yeah, exactly. So routine is a big part of that. The place, the environment itself, the things, and then the routine is part of the timing of, of that conditioning. And we really need it. Uh, Patricia adds, I find at the moment I'm making a list uh, the night before of certain things I want to do. I don't necessarily get it all done, but I do get some of them done. Yeah, and that's a great idea. That just builds on that idea of structure. And, you know, it sounds obvious, but it's so much easy to do the thing if you know what the thing is that needs to get done. And the other variation of that problem is you will maybe know what needs to get done, but you'll know 400 other things that need to get done. So they all cancel each other out and conveniently nothing gets done. But you're not getting that feeling of relaxing either because you're sitting there thinking, I have a feeling that there's 400 things I should be doing, but God knows where to begin. So the old lists are really useful, but the key here is not to worry about making them too high resolution because sometimes the list making exercise takes up all the time where you could be actually doing the things. So a good example here is a map. You know, if somebody said, look, I really need to get to point X. Can you draw a quick diagram of where it is? That's what your list should be like. If it's so refined in detail that it looks more photorealistic than the real world itself, too, too much work going into it probably. It's gonna change and vary. If it's so vague that you don't really know where you're going, that's probably a problem as well. So rough and ready lists, there's a lot to be said for. Many things we can say about lists. Again, feel free to submit comments and topics on this. It's, a, it's an interesting area. But just as a quick rough and ready way to go, quick bullet points. What are the key things? 
put them roughly in the order they need to be done in and then go for it <laughs> enjoy engaging in that way but yeah we all need structure uh, at the moment it's particularly important it's always important but when you have a lot of your regular structures taken away from you we kind of need to bring them in in some shape or form if you found this valuable do like subscribe and share and what's your experience do you have any questions or topic suggestions you can contribute in the comments on social media using hashtag body mind, self, or at jfl.com.